0: Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we will have a lovely couple, Merlin and Hannah Huff, here. They recently joined the church uh, this past Easter and, as a couple, as a married couple, um, and they came in to tell us their conversion story. It's a lovely story. They are a beautiful couple, both actor and an actress, and they they, they don't actually tell us in the interview. They told us this later, so we might have to do another interview, at least, um, but they actually left the acting world because they were more concerned about their marriage than their careers. Very good story. I hope you will stick around for it. First, we have Dr. Chris Bergwald here for Biblical Bites with Dr. B.
1: Hello. Hello. What's today, Renee?
0: It's the 12th Sunday.
1: Actually, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do something right. real quick, just real quick related to what you just said. Okay. They left the acting world because of their marriage. I think it was Oklahoma. I'm be wrong. Forgive me, mm-hmm. uh, college women's softball fans. Yes, it was
0: Oklahoma Oklahoma's something. University.
1: No. Oklahoma I don't university, know OU, which. It was OU. Okay. Uh, so you heard about this. Mm-hmm. Like, these young women who all like, it, this is a public college, yes. university in yes. Oklahoma. And they all, they talked about how coming to know Jesus Christ has brought them more, not happiness, but joy
0: mm-hmm.
1: than ever before. Mm-hmm. And how, that's why they're so, relaxed and free and yep. how they play because... And whether they won or
0: lost didn't matter.
1: Exactly. I mean, if it mattered, they w- but it didn't right. they destroy their yet. world. Exactly. Yes. Because they know there's something greater.
0: Yes. So, when
1: yeah. you talked about... So I look forward to
0: yeah. this interview. Yeah. Good interview.
1: Uh, so what's today? What'd you say? I
0: think it's the 12th you Sunday in order you, time.
1: You are okay. correct. Me, it, really, it was for me the last really two weeks, really apparently. <laughs> if, uh, you. Um, so we're continuing through Matthew's gospel, and that's mm-hmm. what I want to focus on again for today. Uh, the reading is from chapter 10, verses 26 through 33. And I'm going to I'm gonna give it one of my, you know, uh, traditional Uh-oh. quick reads. Get ready. Because I do want everybody, to, for the sake of what I want to mention, hear everything. So slow it down on YouTube if you need to. <laughs> Jesus said to the 12, fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim in the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both the soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly father. What would you say, Renee, is the point of these words of Jesus to his apostles in this case?
0: Um, I would say to really drive the point home that uh, we are made in his image and likeness and we have great dignity and we should remember
1: that. Amen. Amen. Yep. Uh, Great. Anything else? I'm not hunting. I'm just curious. No. No. Okay. So uh, in addition to that, um, it's an encouragement to them. So do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body. He says this right after he says, what I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light, what you hear whispered proclaim in the housetops. Mm -hmm. So this is a call to the apostles uh, and just, Last week, we talked briefly about this. They, 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 he sent them out. Mm, right. He's sending them out to heal, heal the sick and cast out demons
0: mm-hmm.
1: and proclaim the gospel, right? his gospel. So he's, he's sending them, he's telling them, listen, what I'm telling you, I want you to announce. And you, you will be persecuted. Right. But do not be afraid mm-hmm. of those who can destroy your body. <laughs> Renée knows If you're waiting, yes, this is um, this
0: is actually really. I mean, it's this. There's a reason he says, "Do not be afraid." There is a so he, he scary start, stuff. He starts
1: with fear, no one, and then again after um, the Gehenna thing, he talks about sparrows. Aren't two sparrows so, sold for a small coin? Sparrows are have, have hardly any value. Yet, not one of them falls to the ground without your father, father's knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, even this most valueless thing in human perspective the father knows intimately Mm -hmm. even all the hair. So uh, even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly father, but whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly father. So um, you will be persecuted, but the father's got everything. Mm -hmm. He's working. He's working his plan. Um, he works his plan with the darn sparrow, for goodness yeah. sake. And you're worth way more than the sparrows. Yeah. So don't be afraid, even though, yeah, you might suffer. You might even be killed. Don't be afraid. Um, and remember, if you deny me, I will deny you.
0: That's terrifying, honestly. Hey, <laughs> but, but be not afraid. But do not be afraid. But
1: do not be afraid. It's the call to us to proclaim the gospel as well.
0: Yeah, all right. I'll keep that in mind. Thanks, Dr. <laughs> B. <you> <laughs> In studio with me today, I have a lovely couple, Merlin and Hannah Huff. Yes. Welcome.
2: Thank you very much. Hi. It's great to be I'm, here.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you guys came in. So, Merlin and Hannah um, recently joined the church in this last Easter. So, yes. it's been yes. what, a couple months? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fresh
3: Catholics. Fresh Catholics. Baby Catholics. <laughs> baby Catholics, yes,
0: that's, that's, that's a better term. That's a good term. way to say it. You know what? Yeah. Sometimes baby Catholics are the best Catholics. Yeah. So um, I found out about you guys from a mutual friend, actually uh, one of the gals who works here in the Chancery, Audrey Anderson,
3: who I believe was your um, sponsor, correct? No, no, she was not a sponsor, okay. but she is a good friend of a friend and has been a blessing in our lives good good
0: Mm -hmm. yeah she told us about you guys and she's like they would be great on catholic views to tell their conversion story so here they are to tell us their story so again thanks for being here yeah so let's start and whoever whichever one of you wants to go first but just tell us a little bit about
3: yourselves in general like where you grew up that kind of thing you want to start us off Okay, sure. Uh, I'm the Sioux Falls native, so I'll, oh, I'll, st- I'll start. Um, I grew up in Sioux Falls, okay. and uh, my dad was a professor at Augie. He recently retired. Mm-hmm. So my mom was an artist, my dad a mathematician, and I grew up in the Lutheran Church at okay. an ELCA Lutheran Church here. And to to really be honest, I, I didn't have much biblical grounding or okay. training in my upbringing. Sure. And so a little bit, I guess, like of our life background, I... um met Merlin when we did grad school on the East coast. Um, and part of our religious background is very, you know, obviously threaded together with that. But I, um, we, do you want me to share a little bit about our first wedding and a little bit about Chicago or? Yeah, sure. Okay.
2: And talk, talk, too, about the course that you took in underground. Sure.
3: Okay. Oh, okay. So I, um yeah, I didn't have a strong biblical background, mm-hmm. and I kind of went through a phase that probably many young adults go through where I grew frustrated with the church, and I felt I couldn't defend Christianity to those oh, sure. who wanted to challenge my faith. Yeah. And so while I always identified as Christian, I couldn't. Probably speak to that really at all, and right. then I went to Saint Olaf College, which is a Christian institution. But funnily enough, they for for your like biblical credit, you really just needed a theology credit. So <laughs> I it. didn't even <laughs> have to read the Bible in college, which was it's so sad looking back. Um, but I actually took a Hinduism course taught okay. by a Hindu man, and I honestly felt called to Christianity through that course. That's fascinating. It was it was incredible. I. He's a, he's a dear, dear man and a devout Hindu, but he, in going through that course showed me how deep Hindu, Hinduism could go. Right. And I just kept thinking, if this is how deep the waters are in Hinduism, Mm -hmm. Christianity is so much deeper. Right. And I feel like I've missed out on something that I grew up with that I really didn't understand at all. Sure. And so I'd always had this hunger for theology, but that was really just the first, the first starting to turn back, I think. Right. Um... And uh, fast forward, met this amazing man at grad school. (laughs) We got married in technically in a civil marriage. um, And I started in our time when we were living in Chicago, feeling a little, I think, alone at that phase of our life. Mm -hmm. And just, just, I was away from family. I was actually working remotely for an adoption practice, which was amazing. Uh-huh. But being remote, I it was before COVID. So before everyone was kind of remote at yeah. some point. Yeah. Um, and I was really like, oh, I am feeling this strong calling to going back to church mm-hmm. but I really didn't know where to begin and I won't spoil Merlin's background and let him tell you yeah, what his yeah, background yeah, is. Yeah, don't
0: get to the conversion part okay, yet. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. so
3: the, the last piece of that is really that I found a Lutheran church which we obviously Good. now as Catholics would have a, a lot of tremendous disagreements with. But, but a lot but of commonalities too. There yeah. were yeah, and yeah. I, maybe I'll let him share what that experience was like but it was kind of our first foray as a couple into faith together. Sure, And that, that was just really wonderful. And there were a couple other major things that affected my, an hour conversion, but that's a little bit of my, okay. So I'll I'll
2: pick up there. I was, I was, I like to say raised by outlaws and heathens. Um, (laughs) I was, <laughs> my dad was a member of an outlaw motorcycle
0: gang. Oh, okay.
2: And so my,
0: literally, literal yeah. <laughs> outlaws. And
2: my mom w- is a self described or was a self described good witch. Okay. And so I had a very. I just,
0: I just say, okay, like that's totally yeah, normal. Just, you know, oh, like you're... you do. Know,
2: I had a very non traditional upbringing and no real religious practice. Okay. Uh, church for me was a group of 12 to 18. Harley Davidson's pulling up in my front yard on a Sunday (laughs) with leather clad bikers getting Mm -hmm. off and coming in, occupying my living room, that was church. Sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, so growing up, I I didn't have, I had definitely openness to spirituality, Mm -hmm. but no formal religious practice. Sure. I went to a Jesuit high school, but it was kind of Catholic light in the sense that there were three mandatory masses a year and our religion requirement was similarly satisfied by taking a philosophy course. Um, And I grew up in California, surrounded by people who were very, more than just non-religious, they were anti-religious in a lot of cases. And religion was something that I was, I I came to understand for the most parts. I had some family that was religious, but they never, they didn't practice their faith uh, openly Mm -hmm. or in in front of me in a way that I could observe. And so my general takeaway was that largely religion was a thing. This is what I was taught was religion was a thing that was practiced by crazy people. And, <laughs> and so count me one
0: yeah. of those crazy people. <laughs> so
2: I, I didn't have anything. And then when I, I went to grad school, um, where I met Hanna. and it wasn't until we were living in Chicago that Hanna started feeling this calling to return to church. Mm-hmm. And, I was working really hard at the time, long hours. And so giving up part of my Sunday was the absolute last thing I wanted to do.
0: Because that was probably one of your few days off. That was one yeah. of my few days yeah. off. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much his only day. And, yeah.
2: and and so at the thing about me though, is that if I'm going to do something, I'm never going to do something halfway. Sure. It's never a half measure for me. It is always a hundred percent. And so I said, hey, you want to go to church? I've heard that you're supposed to put on your Sunday best. So I'm going to wear a three-piece suit. And we go walking into this Lutheran church that was, mm-hmm. it was actually kind of incredible looking back because all of the practices at this particular Lutheran church were very Catholic mm-hmm. in nature, mm-hmm. kind of to your point yep. about the similarities. Yep. And it was very, very high church. There was incense, there were psalms, there were there was nothing modern about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. I felt like if we're going to be spending part of our week, part of our coming to worship the Creator of the universe. It shouldn't feel like an everyday kind of practice. Right, right, it should yeah. feel like something that's set apart. And so yeah. that aspect of it really spoke to me. Sure. So that was kind of my faith journey and background. Yeah. I was baptized Lutheran mm-hmm. at that particular church and then we came back to Sioux Falls and our search kind of began anew.
0: So mm-hmm. it's it seems like Merlin, like that seemed like an easy transition for you from outlaw heathen to, to going to church. Is that true? Was it really, or was it less easy than you made it sound? The
2: organized religious practice was not the easiest thing for me to embrace. Sure. I really struggled with dogma. Right. So for me, everything that I did, my dad raised me with the principle that I should do whatever I want, as long as I don't hurt anybody or damage anybody's property. And I should let my conscience be my guide.
0: Sure. Which
2: generally speaking is a, pretty good. If
0: you have a pretty good form conscience, conscience, if yes. you have a well-formed conscience, <laughs> right. it shouldn't be too big of a problem. Right.
2: But other than that, there's so much freedom in that, that I had trouble with any kind of dogmatic, rigorous sort of practice. And right. one of the things that was a challenge for me is going and participating in somebody else's moral framework mm-hmm. and going to church on a regular basis and participating in these things. And so that was tough for me to wrap my right. mind around.
0: Right. So Hannah, at that point, what, what were you thinking? Were you surprised that he decided to go with you and I wasn't were you?
3: surprised well, okay. maybe a little. I was pretty scared to approach Merlin oh, about <laughs> going. Um, and then as I've come to learn at that through our marriage, he's always very open mm-hmm. and he loves me so much that he is pretty much willing to do anything that yeah. will that he knows will make me happy. So I wasn't that part wasn't too surprising, but I was surprised that the style of the church mm-hmm. wasn't a huge turnoff. Right. It was high high church and I've you know, I was used to seeing robes and acolytes or, you know, I that part wasn't strange for me in the church I grew up in. And so I, I thought, oh, maybe this will be just like too weird for right. him, like too much. And he was like, he really liked that. And I thought, oh, oh okay, well, great. That's wonderful. I mean, I was super surprised mm-hmm. that he he enjoyed those aspects of it. And I think that's like... No small part God's hand in that. Oh, I mean, yes. oh yeah, yes. he, he was just showing us like, okay, baby, I don't know. Father Mike Schmitz always talks about plus one education. And I like to say we have plus one education in the Huff household. So God was sure. just saying, okay, you're here. We're going to add one. Yep. You're going to get to this this step. And then later we're going to add one yep. <laughs> and you'll get to this step. Absolutely. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. so part of what I think really this built on in our history was we studied Shakespeare in mm-hmm. grad school. And we had a great teacher who said, the mistake that a lot of actors make with Shakespeare is trying to bring Shakespeare down to us. Oh, sure. Bring Shakespeare mm-hmm. to our level. And instead, we need to be rising up mm-hmm. to meet Shakespeare. We need to fill Shakespeare and meet him where he is, as opposed to asking him to mm-hmm. meet us in I see where
3: you're going. Common practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so
2: to me, when I would- this when is when fabulous. I, when <laughs> I would attend a worship service where I was, there's, there's you know, asked to modern music and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, it felt, it, it felt like the former to me, like right. bringing, bringing religious practice to us.
0: Yep, bringing God to us. Yeah. yeah. And yeah.
2: and by contrast, given what we had practiced with Shakespeare, I really liked the the work of rising to meet yeah. this thing that is so much greater
0: yeah. than I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And
2: in that regard, the high church really spoke to
0: me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, if you just joined us, we're talking to Merlin and Hannah Huff about their conversion to the Catholic Church. It's so, okay. We're at that point Mm -hmm. so what made you say hey what what do catholics do (laughs) so tell us that part
2: yeah so we had a few things that happened Mm -hmm. again like hannah had alluded to there were Mm -hmm. all of these little signs god conspiring to bring us to the church Mm -hmm. and one of them was that we had a dear friend in grad school Mm -hmm. who was a lasting friend who was catholic very Mm -hmm. devout catholic and we had maintained contact with her since grad school and when we moved to Sioux Falls, I met another guy who is uh, very aggressively friendly. I'll say he, <laughs> yeah. uh, he met us in the gym and he was, he was just, un, he was relentless in terms of making, making opportunities to hang out and spend time with us. Wow, okay. It was wonderful mm-hmm. because I am so busy with work that otherwise that never would have happened. Right, right, and so right. it, it, there were, there were these two people, and he was Catholic mm-hmm. as well. And, there was uh we, un- very unfortunately, we, we lost two children.
0: Oh, I'm sorry.
2: Thank you. And when we, when we did, there was uh, the Catholic diocese of Sioux Falls helped us with the funeral costs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we had this moment in, in a moment of great pain and sadness. Here was the Catholic church reaching out to embrace us, mm-hmm. even though we were not Catholics ourselves. Yep. And feeling that care and that love from this community also drew mm-hmm. us to the church. Mm-hmm. And then Hannah had a very interesting story that I only later found out about, which is that she was talking to our good friend from grad school, a Catholic, and saying that while we had done a little bit of church searching, she, Hannah, was really yearning for me to be the spiritual leader of oh, our household.
0: yeah, sure.
2: And our dear friend, Mariko, said to her, well, have you prayed about it? And Hannah said, no. And Mariko said, well, maybe you should. So <laughs> Hannah reluctantly went, oh, okay, okay. I guess i sit down and pray about this. And <laughs> mm-hmm. That very day, I came home with tears in my eyes and I said, Hannah, I've been thinking about the Virgin Mary
0: mm-hmm.
2: and the sacrifice that she underwent and mm-hmm. just imagine the immensity of that. Mm-hmm. And I'd really like to go to a Catholic mass. And Hannah just about fell out of her chair.
3: <laughs> <laughs> not really, not that part. But I, I would say we, we had been, we were called, as people call it, church shopping. We had, sure. We'd hit a point where we were at least certain we wanted to be churchgoers. Right. We wanted to be close to Christ, but we didn't know how or where. We, mm-hmm. we knew we didn't agree with the Lutheran views. right? And yet we were kind of like just searching and nothing had yep. felt totally right. And I would say I wasn't closed. To Catholicism. I think I was actually very lucky in my background in that way growing yeah. up Protestant. I only now kind of realize how much anti-Catholic sentiment exists yeah. and oh, so yeah. I feel yeah. very fortunate that, that I haven't, didn't have that. I didn't have that. Yeah. And I so I only deal with it in sort of peripheral encounters but mm-hmm. my family has otherwise been very supportive and oh, loving, just wonderful. Good. Um but I it was still a surprise nonetheless. I I guess it hadn't been strongly on my radar I guess I until I prayed Mm -hmm. and and then he came home yeah talking about Mary and said I think we should go to mass and I thought (laughs) okay let's go let's do it and I think I knew then if Merlin's leaning this way I was like okay I'm I'm listening yeah I'm listening and and yeah it was I'm so glad that you did we started going to mass yeah and then found the cathedral and Just when we were like, oh, I wish we could find which parish Mm -hmm. should be our home. And Mm -hmm. Merlin's got a great story about how we we were approaching priests at the time trying Ah. to to say like, hey, we're new. We don't know any information. (laughs) Like if we wanted to become Catholic, which we. And And
2: every time we talked to a priest after mass, it felt like there was this almost this reaction of like, you're not Catholic. So why are you? Why are you?
0: Here? Why are you here? Oh.
2: Did you lose a bet?
0: Oh! Oh! Are you lost? <laughs> no! Was,
2: no! And I'm I'm exaggerating. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. But yeah. There was there was not the same sense of. I have attended other churches mm-hmm. where I have felt like they have spotters after service that are uh, watching, for for these, yeah. watching for watching sure. for those new guys, yep. and they are they are like we are going to get you in this church. Mm-hmm. And you, we're, when you leave, we're gonna have your fingerprints and your iris scan and your blood type, and we are not gonna <laughs> and, let up uh, getting get in contact are not like with you. That. No. And we did not get
3: that experience. No. Well, attending and now Catholic being Catholics, we understand, now we understand that also part of it is every time you see a new person, they could be traveling. They, they could, could be. be. It's not necessarily a seeker yeah. in the mm-hmm. way that if it's a new person to Protestant church that you pretty much assume right away. Right. it's someone's. It's someone seeking. Right, and so. You know, I I have a different appreciation for it now than I did. And but it was still pretty funny that people would a little caught off guard, especially both of us being non Catholics. Like, what are wait, so he didn't drag you you here? She didn't drag you here? (laughs) What's going on? Uh, How did you end up here? And we've got our three kids with us, well now three. And so, um, you know, probably looked pretty Catholic at first blush. And so um Yeah, and you know, we went to the cathedral for Easter. Mm -hmm. It was Beautiful. Beautiful. And as Merlin likes to say, how can you not feel close to God mm-hmm. when you're in the cathedral? Mm-hmm. And and then we went again and I, we were like, oh, I just thought I wish we could get this like mm, warm greeting that, you know, so on our and, way and to more, our third-
2: More to the point, as we were driving to our yeah. third visit to the cathedral, Anna again said one of these off the cuff, prayers. Mm -hmm. I realize now that she's actually got quite potent prayers. She's got a connection somewhere. So I'm going to make sure, I'm going to make sure to stay on her good side. Absolutely. Because she said, as we were driving to church, I just really wish we felt a welcoming kind of experience Mm -hmm. the way that that we have at some of our other, other uh, church experiences. Yeah. And that day, two, two friends, uh, uh, a lady that we had met several times before, uh, Apollonia, was uh, sat behind us and, yes. and she has
3: the most
2: amazing voice sat behind us and we, mm-hmm. we met her after church uh-huh. and then uh, we had the Bennett family also mm-hmm. came up and introduced themselves to us and then father JP Morgan came down mm-hmm. and introduced himself yep. to us. So that was three separate groups then that came that very day and it was as though the red carpet was rolled out <laughs> and, and here was god saying i heard your prayer and yeah. it's been answered
3: and yep we've been trying to listen yep. we've been trying to listen yeah Good. and it was that was amazing yeah. so that that's when we really then we got hooked into rcia and and off you went yeah father morgan's like my favorite priest
0: by the way we had him for 10 years Whoa. at holy spirit be-
3: oh. before before oh. he came right. over the
0: cathedral so so okay we have only a couple minutes left oh. um, so but i want to know um, what was Easter Vigil coming into the uh, yes. church like for you too?
2: Yeah. We were well prepared. Mm-hmm. We had mm-hmm. a great RCIA
0: mm-hmm.
2: preparation. Good. Jeff Heron did a wonderful job orienting mm-hmm. us to what what to expect mm-hmm. and even what to look for yeah. as part of participation in Easter Vigil. And one of the things that's really spoken to me about the Catholic Church and Catholic practice has been the deep metaphor and meeting and symbolism of everything. Mm-hmm that this wasn't just something off the cuff that somebody made up because they thought it looked good or sounded good. This is something that is deeply steeped in tradition that has been considered over many, Mm. many, 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 many generations Yes, with deep philosophical minds considering each of these practices. Mm -hmm. And so looking for that at Easter Vigil you saw all of this oh, incredible yeah. symbolism yeah. and all of these, all these different sensory experiences mm-hmm. that were so appropriate and spoke so strongly to what it is that we are participating in. Mm-hmm. We even had a little accident where the they couldn't light the candle at first
0: <laughs> at yeah. Easter
2: Vigil, and it was so, even that moment, which was yep. a total accident, was amazingly beautifully symbolic. And yeah. I thought, how mm-hmm. hard would it have been for the disciples to have kept that flame alive, right, mm-hmm, especially right. after it felt like it had been extingu- extinguished once and for all, right? And so there was so much depth and profundity in mm-hmm. the Easter vigil that we came away talking about it for days and weeks to come. It was yeah. it was a really profound experience.
0: Yeah, yeah, even that that candle experience. I think it's like the imperfection of humanity coming into the perfection of the church, and mm-hmm. just that mingling um mm-hmm. it's just good symbolism all around and god Absolutely. does that stuff on purpose he's like yeah i know you guys are imperfect it's okay <laughs> i got you <ya." laughs> um has there been any challenges so far i mean you know you're real new yeah but as you were coming in and, and after have there been any challenges you said
3: your family's doing well so yeah i'm lucky that my family's doing great um we have already hit a couple like i would call speed bumps with no, sure. friends or family sure um so that's probably been one of uh, feel small in some ways but I think it's probably significant because yeah. also who who are the people we'd love most to come home with us right you right. know yeah. and that's that's a challenge yeah. so um yeah. I for me personally probably my relationship with Mary oh. is is has been hardest but in a, in a good way too not in a yeah, not in a dark way or something like right. that. But just it's it's very new territory. Mm-hmm. Everything Marian related is yeah. is new and and it sometimes points hard. I think my relationship with Jesus is easier in yeah. some ways. And we've been talking a little bit about this where I've I've wondered if if men might ha- struggle in their uh, relationship with Christ, but find the relationship with Mary to be a yeah, little easier. And I've wondered about that. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's always the case, but so lots of work in praying on the rosary and um, that's been very helpful, yeah. and and you know, fruitful. just take
0: your time. You don't. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like the closest thing right away. You yes. can take your time with that. Mary
3: understands. Yeah, yep. she's good with that, and that's a. A good advice for everything. Yeah, I think absolutely. as baby Catholics, it's like, the other thing is like, we've just been thrown into the deep yeah. end and we have this amazing life preserver, but it's like, oh, wow, we're really <laughs> taking, it, taking it in how vast these waters are. And it's yeah. it's vast. And that's also one of the things Merlin alluded to this too, but that I love about the church. Yeah. I like to say that I look around and I just see, it's just like gift after gift yes. after gift after gift. Everything's a gift. Yeah. Even the stuff that's hard. Yeah. It's and obviously you, a gift. Yeah.
0: You can be a cradle Catholic and you're still coming across yeah. those gifts all the time. Things yeah. you didn't know ways you grow in your faith and all of those mm-hmm. things. So, yeah. yeah. I really appreciate you guys coming in. We're already oh. out of time. I, that oh, was like thanks. the fastest interview I've ever <laughs> experienced because it was such a great story. We need we need more time.
2: <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for having yeah, us. Thank you so thank much. Thank you guys. Yeah.
0: And uh, if you need anything, you know, we're we're here at the Chancery. So,
3: wonderful.
0: Thank you. Bless thank us. you. You bet. Uh, if you haven't found us yet on social media, you can find us at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and at YouTube at SFDiocese, and always online at sfcatholic.org. That is it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic Views.